This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about is your home renovation actually worth it? Mm. Cha-ching. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met a home renovation that didn't go over budget. <laughs> oh, that makes two of us. So to, this morning I have Amy McFarlane with me. Welcome, Amy. Good morning, Mary. Amy is uniquely suited for this show because <laughs> she has a background in interior design. And um, it was interesting to kind of put this together to talk about, you know, what she has seen so many people do and then where your best bang for the buck is. Right. So this is why I want to do a show about this. When you're setting out to improve your home, Mm -hmm. normally people are motivated by making the space more comfortable for themselves and for their family, right? That's your primary motivation is to enjoy your space. Mm -hmm. However, most people justify the expense by saying, oh, well, this project is going to add value to our home. (laughs) It will be adding resale value. I don't want to burst your bubble, (laughs) but most of them don't. (laughs) Yeah, you've got some pretty sobering numbers here, Mary. Right. So um, we are pulling this data from Remodeling Magazine's 2017 Cost Versus Value Report. And basically, they analyzed 29 different projects in the U.S. markets. And (laughs) this is like the worst, most sobering thing of all. The only improvement that actually adds more value than what you spend is adding insulation to your attic. <laughs> Woohoo! Super fun. Wow, really pulled that room together. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet you can't wait to do that one, right? So, the the reason that I wanted to talk about this is is not because I don't think you should do home renovations. I just think you need to do them eyes wide open mm-hmm. that your primary motivation for doing them should be to enjoy your space. Yes. To Spend your money on the things that enhance your life. Right. I'm a big believer in that. But don't justify doing it because it's going to increase the resale value. It might some, but you're not going to get your money back out of this. You're yes. going to get the enjoyment factor out of it. Or as I like to say, Mary, time and time again, it may mean your house doesn't sit on the market as long when you go to sell it. Yes. But the resale of mm-hmm. it um, may not be the same. So it's interesting that you say that because Mm -hmm. some of the return on investment that people get from doing home renovations are completely dependent on where you live. Mm -hmm. And not just the city or the region, but your actual neighborhood. Location, location, location. Absolutely. Right. So the 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 biggest thing that I can tell you that swings that Mm -hmm. is of course the curb appeal. Right. But there is a single piece of that curb appeal that is absolutely location dependent and that is adding a patio or a deck oh really okay Okay. yeah so you would think that that would significantly boost a home's value Okay. okay but let me give you some some information on this this cost versus value report calculated that adding a 20 by 20 foot flagstone patio with new sliding glass doors a fire pit a pergola and an outdoor kitchen. So we're talking like a Mac daddy backyard (laughs) here, right? Like super cool. Yeah. 
you would only return about 55% of the cost. Which would be how much? Well, if you do it in a mid-range home. So the average cost of doing all that Uh is around $52,000. Oh, wow. Okay. So you could spend a huge amount of money on renovating that. But the reality is that you're only going to get about 55% of that back. Okay. Unless you're a do-it-yourselfer, maybe that would help a little bit too. The sweat well, equity. Well, it might, yes, <laughs> for sure. That would cut down on your yeah. cost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so the the trend that I'm seeing in all this information is doing more modest product projects mm-hmm. or more mid-range projects actually tends to have a higher return on the investment. So instead of doing this massive project with new glass doors and pergolas and smoke pits sure. and things like that, if you just added a 16 by 20 foot deck then that ended up returning about 65 to 70%. Oh, interesting. Sure, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, less is more. Yeah, (laughs) so the big fanciness is a beautiful piece of the curb appeal, but just having a deck itself versus all the fanciness of the patio, you actually get more money of the money back that you put into it. That's that really is very logical mm-hmm. because you're you're also limiting the person that wants that house with that deck. Right. Because they might say, oh, that's a lot of upkeep or, you know. They might. But here's the, the funny thing about it. And I guess this is the way that I look at it is if your family is going to spend day after day after day outside underneath that pergola, Mm -hmm. or if you're going to have lots and lots of parties in your backyard, Mm -hmm. it might absolutely be worth you spending the money because you're going to have the enjoyment factor. Right. But don't justify it with, oh, but this is going to add to the resale value of my home. (laughs) Yes. It's more, my home is my haven. Yes. And I want to enjoy it. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Now, here's the um, interesting thing about the patios or the decks is that... The return numbers on those vary significantly based on where you are in your neighborhood. So if you're the only home in a neighborhood that has a deck, you'll get a higher ROI when you go to sell the house. That makes sense. If everybody on your block has this awesome built-out backyard, Mm -hmm. then it's not as significant because you're just one of the crew. Right. It's expected. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's kind of an interesting thing to be thinking about. All right, so speaking of backyards, Mm -hmm. let's talk about what is probably (laughs) the worst ROI. (laughs) Probably especially in the Midwest. (laughs) Yes, adding an in-ground pool. So that one, the average cost for homeowners nationwide to add a pool was $41,975. Okay. Okay, and that's according to reports by HomeAdvisor.com. So while a pool is more likely to be priced in an area where the weather is warm and where most nearby homes have pools, it typically doesn't, re- you know, increase the value of your okay. home by more than a fraction of what sure. you put into it. Well, and again, you're limiting the people that will look at buying your house. Yes, because mm-hmm. there are a lot Not of people everyone wants a pool. that don't want a pool. Right. Right. I don't want a right. pool. We had a you pool know, in our backyard. I I, it's like, nope. Yep. Do not want. I have very bad <laughs> memories. Where is no pool service for us? It was me and it my dad. Amy's pool service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, that is not something that I want to take the time or the effort to do the maintenance and the upkeep in. It'd just be one more thing to take care of. But there are plenty of people who think having a pool is the best thing in the world that their and, family can have. Yes, and again, Mary, it goes back to put it in because you want it, but don't expect a big return on the investment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is exactly what it does. Yes, I love friends that have pools. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I appreciate that yeah. they put the effort yeah, into yeah. those. And you know, also if you have a larger family or for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it's great. Yeah. I see people um, with pools that enjoy them the most being people whose kids are in that middle age group, like six years old to 18 years old, because they can have pool parties and their friends can come over and swim. But I see parents being really nervous about it when their kids are really young because they're afraid of accidents. Right. And then once the kids are gone, it just it is doesn't get used as much. Sure. So sure. that's kind of the age range. So, okay. The um, next thing that I want to talk about is the all-important kitchen renovation. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a kitchen renovation be anywhere near its actual budget that you started out with? No. No. And in fact, I could remember uh, being at a client's house and the husband said to the wife, I didn't remember that our budget was quite so large. Did you remember <laughs> that? And I remember thinking, I need to go now. I had asked for <laughs> Time a for me to leave. And I thought, oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. So way over. The other thing about kitchen renovations is that they get really pricey if they cost you half of everything you have because of a divorce. <laughs> Yeah, And that has happened more than one time after a crazy kitchen renovation. Yes. And it, it's really interesting because right now I think there's really a push. Everybody feels they have to have cutting edge appliances. Mm-hmm. They have to have the gourmet kitchen. Yes. You know, and that's really not necessarily true. No. And in fact, if you do your kitchen with the high-end finishes and the professional appliances, it's absolutely going to look great. So if you're a cook who's at home in the kitchen, sure. or the kitchen is the center of your home and that's where your family spends time, then absolutely spend the money on what you want. But according to the cost versus value report, a major kitchen remodel added 65.3% of its cost okay. to the value of the home. Wow. So the average kitchen remodel in this study was $62,000, okay, in a mid-range home, mm-hmm. and $123,000 in a high-end home. You know, I have a friend that did a remodel of their kitchen, and they went all out, and it was a, a mid-range home in um, area. Anyway, they said the kitchen remodel ended up costing half of what their home was worth, <laughs> and that is just not a good idea, and it's no. a good thing to keep in mind. It is a good thing to keep in mind. You know, when you start talking about $123,000 for a kitchen remodel, Which happens there are people pretty that quick. buy their house for that much money. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And And so the thing about it is you're only going to get in the neighborhood of 60% of that investment back for the resale value of your home. So I don't know about you, but when I think about immediately losing 40% of my investment into something, it doesn't sound like such a good investment anymore. And you know, Mary, I will say, um, professionally speaking, it's far more important on a kitchen remodel or any area or your home in general, that the layout is functional Mm -hmm. and up to date with current trends. That's a bigger factor than, 
uh, what kind of sink you have. If it's a nice sink, and you know, chances are for resale, someone's going to come in, the woman's going to go, I want a new sink. You know, or you know, some things can be replaced, mm-hmm. but um, keep that in mind too. Look at the overall layout more than just getting a new fridge. See, that's so funny because that's not a detail I would even ever think about of mm-hmm. wanting a new sink. I might mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'd rather have a different fridge with a better ice maker. <laughs> <laughs> it would never even occur to me that you would replace a sink. <laughs> that's your first thing you brought up. That's the difference between your design background exactly. and my money yeah. background. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> what does help you out in the kitchen? Let's finish the okay. kitchen talk with that. Oh, yeah. All right. Replacing some appliances, okay. adding some new countertops and cabinet doors, that has had a much better return on your investment than any of the big high-end stuff. So what this report showed is that you would get 80.2% of the cost and the value in a mid-range home by doing some of those smaller sure. things versus a massive gourmet kitchen renovation. Sure. So I like the idea of an 80% ROI versus a 60% ROI. But as we just kind of learned, the kitchen is not necessarily <laughs> what I'm spending my time worrying about. So I like a functional kitchen. I want to be able to cook in my kitchen. I want it to look nice, but I don't need to have necessarily the most fancy stuff. Although I love to go view those. Yes. I think they're absolutely gorgeous to look at. Isn't it fun? Yes, it is. All right. So we've covered a number of different topics. And um, I just want to put out there that we do have a newsletter where we give lots of tips and tricks like this of things to think about with money. And we'd love for you to come out to our website, sterkfinancialservices.com, and register for our newsletter. And every month we'll send you just um, some interesting topics about money to think about. Yeah, they are interesting. So you can register right on our website for that. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today, Amy and I are talking about whether or not that home renovation is worth it. <laughs> Finally, after all these shows, Mary, there's one that I can actually contribute to. Oh, you contribute all the time. <laughs> I've been called Ed McMahon. I'll just say it. <laughs> You're a great co-host. There's no doubt about that. All right. So one of the things that people frequently think about doing is adding additions to their houses, Mm -hmm. right? There might be all kinds of additions that you add. You might add a master suite. You might add bathrooms. You might add bedrooms, you know, something like that. So um, I want to hone in on two of those. And the first one I want to talk about is the master suite addition. Okay. Okay. And here's the thing. It's generally hard to get your money back from an addition because the project is so costly. Spendy. Yeah. Additions are so spendy because you're looking at a foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Remodeling Magazine estimates the cost of a mid-range master bedroom addition at about 120000 and predicts that it will only add about 64% of what you spend to the value of the house. Okay. Okay. And on an upscale home, that cost range is going to be more in the $250,000 range. And let me add on that, Mary. A lot of, I, I have a situation, I remember having some clients where they were adding a master suite because they realized they didn't have any bedrooms on the main floor mm-hmm. and they wanted to stay in the home, but they could see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. They had a very good crystal ball. They knew the stairs were going to get tough. And I it was over 100000 I think. And really the best solution to that is if you really want to stay in this home, mm-hmm. in this neighborhood, do it. Yes. But if the reason is strictly functioning for you, 
and you don't want one. Anyway, that's how you decide. Well, the thing about it is, like we said earlier, your primary motivation for doing home renovation should be to enjoy the space you live in. Correct. Yeah. But we all right. have the tendency to say, oh, but it'll add to the resale value of the home. And I'm just <laughs> saying you can't justify some of these things with that because that is not true. <laughs> right. For the most part. You'll get a little bit of a bump, but you won't get nearly what you spent. And that's okay. I'm sure. not telling you not to renovate your home. I'm just saying that don't use that justification as the reason to, you know, talk your spouse into doing sure. it. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is really what's happening out there, I think. <laughs> All right. So here's the other thing is that you would generally think that adding another bathroom would really increase your home's value. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Um, and the, again, you're right back into getting back about 65% return on your investment with that. So um, the average cost of adding a bathroom in a mid-range house was about 43000 Okay. And the average cost of adding in an upscale house was about 81000 Okay. Um, and that's if it's a bathroom addition. Okay. So here's the deal. Adding a bathroom within your house's existing footprint, which okay. has a much lower cost, is going to yield way more value. Sure versus adding an addition where that bathroom sits. Right. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So your costs are going to be a lot less, but your overall bump in value of the home by having another bathroom is going to be about the same. So that's how you can get that ROI to balance out a little bit more in your favor if you can figure out how to carve out a little space in the existing footprint of your house. Sure. So like we were saying with kitchens, with bathrooms, examine your house and figure out where you could add one in Mm-hmm. And change the floor plan a little bit. Yep, exactly. Some plumbing, but other than that, <laughs> you might have to. All right, so we talked about some of the things that might not be worth it, but let's talk about some of the things that actually contribute the most to higher resale value. Okay. I think that yes. we want to finish let's turn on the that corner. Kind of note. That's right. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, installing new vinyl windows mm-hmm. is one of the higher yep. things that you can do to get your money back. Yep. Okay. So generally speaking, new vinyl windows, statistically, you'll recoup 80% of your investment when your house sells, Mm -hmm. as opposed to wood windows, which only recoup less than 60%. Well, and you know, the thing is with windows, um, you know, especially if your home's older, um, it it serves function and form, Mm -hmm. you know, so it looks, and it also makes it look better from the outside and the inside. Blah, I just blah, like blah. to clean them better when they're the vinyl <laughs> ones. You know, they can flip around really cool oh. and you can wash them. And when the window person gives you that demonstration and you're like, oh, I've got to wash these windows all the time. And then you do it twice and then three years go by and you've exactly. not washed wow. your window again. Yes. But it'd be easy to. Yes. But, you know, it's interesting because you had mentioned insulation was another big one, right? Yes. Attic insulation. So, and windows. That's so interesting. Yeah. And know? so boring, right? right like right. that's not the big crazy things that people get excited about when they think about home renovations. Well, and you can get Mid-American on board and they give you back some perks. I mean, there is a lot with making your home more efficient. Absolutely. Yeah. So the um, the windows, the um, attic insulation, those are some of the better <laughs> spends, as we've said. Um, but the other thing is that Upgrades versus replacements can also be um, a good spend. So a bathroom upgrade can be done for minimal cost using materials that might look more expensive but are actually more affordable. So you could take an average starter home 
You could put in a nice new tub with a porcelain tile black blah, 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 backsplash, yeah. new toilet, new vanity, tile the floor, and, and use some decorative hardware. And you could get that all done for a couple thousand dollars. And that smaller spend for upgrading a space sure. like that can have a lot of impact on the resale value of your home. Mm-hmm. Rather than gutting it. Yes, okay. exactly. So the the sad story is that the greatest return on your investment <laughs> are the unglamorous things. Sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Yep. So um, the another thing that you get a good bang for your buck on is replacing your front door with a steel one. Ah. Also replacing old siding. That's your curb sure. appeal. Right. And then replacing the garage door. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So contrary to the conventional wisdom, these mm-hmm. smaller projects that are not quite as glamorous, if they boost your curb appeal, if they add a little to the safety of your home, then you can recoup a lot more of the money that you spend with those particular projects. It makes sense because it says about your home, this home is cared for. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, all right, we do have a seminar we want to tell you about before we close our show for today. And we are hosting a seminar called Maximizing Your Social Security. It's going to be held on April the 25th. We'd love for you to come. And here's the thing is that some people think that this seminar is for people that don't necessarily have much money, so they need to maximize their Social Security. But what I want to be really clear about is that this seminar is really designed for people who have the wealth available who can have some discretion and when they take their social security in order to maximize it oh you know so if you must have the money because you don't have any other money Mm -hmm. then you're going to have to take it as early as possible but there are tips and techniques that we can educate you on of how to maximize this especially if you're married and if you have a little bit more cushion in your finances then you'll want to come listen to how we can help with that because there's been some changes is that correct? yes there has been some changes so join us april 25th for maximizing social security and maybe you can use some of that social security to pay for the attic (laughs) insulation you're now going to all run out and do (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sterk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.